Welcome back, everyone. And I'm still smiling because I've just done a really special interview. Joe missed out because Joe had a very busy day, so I had to rock this one solo. Yeah, I'm absolutely gutted I missed out on that interview. I was looking forward to that all day. And uh, I even delayed it by an hour because I thought I could make it. I couldn't make it, and Tom managed to do it solo. So hopefully um, uh, it will be up to scratch. I can't wait to uh, to share it, Joe. I think it was an awesome interview. It gives some really insight uh, into uh, his specific business, um, as well on how he combines it with uh, triathlon, as he's doing like a lot of cardio during the day, as well as after work. He's a, a proper Ironman athlete, and... Um, it was just good fun, and I uh, I pissed my pants making it. And we just you just missed out. You just missed out. He's he's an absolute hero. His third leg's fitter than most people's second leg. Yeah, <laughs> probably. <laughs> um, let's let's start the show off, Joe. Uh, have you got any any? Uh, now that we're talking about the highs, have you got any highs this week? Well, I have got a high because I experienced. I know some people sent you some DMs, didn't they? They contacted Trifle Mockery. Joe's out of touch. He doesn't understand what a real age group is like. Well, I had a taste of it today because uh, we're do- I was me and Laura have been making our wedding rings, and uh, today was the final touches, and uh, I had to get to the jewelers for like ten o'clock, and the guy like takes you through it. He does, you know, everything. You you literally make it from a plain bit of metal. But I was there from ten o'clock in the morning, grinding, mate, like literally grafting all day. Didn't didn't finish till twenty to eight. Like I was experiencing an age group of life, and uh, oh, horrible got to 20 to 8 and I thought oh god I can't I can't face going to the pool now so I just did what every other age group does come back had a beer and had a slice of toast before doing this all right so could you you then imagine that you're opening your training peaks app and you see coach skipper said that you need to do a 21k test run to test I wouldn't do it it. I'd be like no fucking way I'm doing that I couldn't even face going to the pool for an easy swim Exactly, exactly. Um, coming back to reality. <laughs> coming back to reality of a bump. What, was this a high or a low? Uh, well, it was a bit of both, When I? I experienced life from the other side, and uh, that told me that it's a low. Oh, <laughs> so oh, I don't know. Was this the whole week? But when I said the 21K test run, I did mean like enter a race, not like you finish a day's work and you're like killing yourself on a half marathon. Like just to clarify, like I meant you would enter a running race. You've got motivation and you'd like maybe taper for it. Like I didn't mean like you do a 10 hour day at work where you're like been like grinding all day. And then like you get home and then the training plan says, right now smash yourself for 21 K as hard as you can. Like I did not mean to do that. But, but still doing a 21 K run, even if it's tapered in the weekend with no work is bloody hard. If you just, yeah, but I mean, just like off. enter a half marathon to test yourself, not like flog yourself solo. <laughs> like, <laughs> I wouldn't want to do that now. Like even, even being able to run 21 Ks when starting off is a big challenge for some people. But anyway, that's not going into, uh, to testing too much. Um, so Northern highs and lows this week was just a perfect week um another low yeah what i about, was on the track what about new year what have you done with the new year new yeah it's a new year we had a few friends come uh, come around and uh, we went out for a meal um and had had a few drinks and stuff and then uh came back to mine saw like new year on the tv had a few had a couple of or oh, had an espresso martini and some other stuff and then uh got to bed but then the next day i did a track session um after like six or seven hours sleep and god knows how many drinks and uh that felt horrible. Like, um, plus I had the fatigue from that 50k run in my leg. So I was like, five days after that, 
I didn't know if it was a mixture of sleep deprivation, too much drink, or the 50K, but I felt flipping awful. <laughs> yeah, it's good that you got that one. Down, I, was... Like, I was like sweating, mate, when I wasn't even running that hard. Like, literally just pouring <laughs> with sweat. Like, <laughs> I, uh, I, I was up till like four in the morning um, with heavy drinking. I thought, this is the last one, Thomas. And then uh, the mozzarella. It's time to get serious, isn't it? Now get serious, in, get exactly. Serious and kick them off. So I had a last little bit of sip of that alcoholic booze, and um, then the next day I actually wanted to do a dip in the ocean. I and wanted to do one. To- Laura tried to make me do one on Sunday. We went to work. I was going on a long bike ride, like ninety miles, and uh, I was finishing up at the coast. And uh, she wanted me to jump in the sea and her mum was trying to talk me into it as well. And I'm like, why have I got to jump in the sea? You push it like, up. Yeah. Well, they're like, you need to, you need to for this. I was freezing cold, mate. I was like, literally forgot to pack a coat. So when I got changed into my like normal clothes, so you think you're sweaty and ming and you're horrible. You change into some normal clothes. It starts spitting down a bit later with rain. And they're trying to get me to jump in the sea when I'm cold already. I'm like, no way. No. And they're like, you've got to, you've set a challenge down for everyone else. You've exactly. You've set a challenge. Wim Hof wouldn't be proud of you. But anyway, I wanted to do it as well. Then I woke up with a few too many hangovers and I just traded my little swim in the ocean for a little extra nap. And then I went out on the bike. Yeah, it was... Uh, it but was we not- do have one more day to do it though. Because you said until the 4th, don't you? 5th. So we've got two more days. So we could potentially still complete our challenge. We and can still do it. There's only one guy that's done it, isn't there? Andrew Lovelock. Nah, there's there's like a couple. There's a Is couple, there? five or six. Yeah. Oh right, bloody hell! You haven't been sharing them. I haven't been seeing them. I've only been seeing. Yeah, them. yeah, I have been sharing them. Have I have you? been sharing them. Yeah, definitely. All right, all right. Um. So anyway, my low of the week actually is that I want to change some, well, maybe it's a high. I want to change some of my bad habits, New Year's revolu- uh, resolutions, and actually, normally, I'm not really into it, but. I do think that I've got some bad habits that I need to get Have rid you? of. And what, I'm like eating about... everyone else is eating everyone else's food one of your bad habits. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that, but that's actually one of my good ones, keeping the recovery up. Um... <laughs> While your competitors starve. <laughs> While your training partners waste away, you eat all their food. <laughs> exactly. Now it's uh one of them is I wanna I wanna start the day a bit earlier than because over the last two, three weeks I've just been waking up at eight thirty. I'm still I'm feeling so mega tired. I don't know where it's coming from, but I wanna get up a bit earlier and I wanna the get haters session- would say the haters would say you should go vegan. You always have so much more energy if you're vegan. It's a better <sighs> style of life. That's what they all say. I think uh, the less enjoyment in life would drain the last bit of out of me. Um, anyway, um, so one is uh, getting up earlier. The second one is uh, is doing a workout earlier as well because I tend to postpone my workouts till like 11, 12 what, a.m. Your first one? Your first one? Yeah, the first one. Till 11 or 12? Yeah. What, are you what are you doing? <laughs> Even if you got up at half eight, what are you doing for two and a half hours? Like, <laughs> I'm not but... It's I I don't I don't know. That's why I, he's I a nighthawk, guys. If you follow him on Strava, he's running down the streets of the Hague at 10 p.m. Now you know why. It's because he's not out of bed until like 8:30, and then he's not out training until like 11, uh, 11 a.m., 12 12 o'clock midday. It's just uh, over the last couple of weeks, I've actually been pretty busy, and uh, well, to be honest, right now it's 10 p.m., and I still need to edit the podcast after we've recorded it. 
and then I'll probably be sleeping again at 12. So, but anyway, I'm going to start and change some of the habits and I've read about it, that it's hard, but I just need to keep going until it's like a routine, you know, getting that neuromuscular in the pathways. Um, Maybe you're just an evening person though. If you can be a night hawk at night, why are you changing it? I don't know. Yeah. Just, I keep, think, the, just keep the night just, style, mate. I just want to live when I, when the other people are living because when I'm out in the night, there's no one there. It just feels so lonely out in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's the law of the week. Another law of the week. Here, I, here I'm going. Swim with the kids. Still miss it. And I thought I was going to see a couple of them um, this week because I'm back in The Hague because I thought I could swim again in that pool because I've got some sort of uh, things arranged with the government. But... I could have. I can only swim three times this week, only three. So I've been out of the pool again for five, to, five or six days. So I'm going to swim on Tuesday, then Thursday and Saturday, and then I'm going back to my parents and swim in Germany for three days. And it's just, it's just a ball ache. Wow, we've really got a life story there, didn't we? We got how he's going to change all his uh, daily routines, how he's going to, where he's going to yeah. swim, like everywhere, like Germany one week, Holland the next day. It's like, life, life hits. It's like, yeah. Wow. It seems like it's pandemonium, mate, in your life at the moment. I, I know it's, uh, <laughs> there's not just a global pandemic. There's also like an inner pandemic that's going on. Um, I could name so many other lows, but I'll just uh, stick to these ones. Hi of the week. You've got a new coach as well, haven't you? Myself. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm self-coached again. I, I yeah. offered to coach him, but he didn't like the sound of doing 21k test runs. So he's, uh, it hasn't taken me off on the off- offer yet. Yeah, <laughs> he said I'm out of touch. Well, <laughs> you're out of touch. Um, you're out of touch. Well, you, you're just taking a look here and there if things are all right. Like I told you, you got to train. You got to be out the door before 10 a.m. in the morning for your first training session. You said that's ridiculous. Who trains before <laughs> 10 o'clock? <laughs> that's right. No one would do that. <laughs> no one would do that. It's way too early. Yeah, let's uh, let's see how it goes. Um, anyway, um, let's start off with. Um, the main subject of the week this week, Joe, and the main subject of the week, actually for this week, we've got a little guest and that's just, um, he How did was... we make contact with him? Cause like, so are you going to give him any clues? Gonna... Like... The, our guest for this podcast is Chris XXX and Chris XXX is an adult performer and he showed up in the Instagram post of the week of our latest podcast. One of the followers sent us a video. There was an adult performer in a, video and you guys um, might listen to was, Tri- you might listen to triathlon taron you might get all your training tips from taron you might listen to some of the other podcasts but have you had a try have you ever heard an interview with a porn star and an iron man athlete well we have that on the show today guys exactly and he gives some very specific insights in training as a triathlon a triathlete as well as if he's got a tough day at work. And it's actually been uh, a really like funny interview as well as a good one. But before we get to that, I'm going to tell the story, like how we uh, how we got in touch. So someone first sent us the video and we saw the picture of him wearing an Ironman shirt and it was him and Christine getting a good workout in. All funny, Instagram post of the week. And then in the latest podcast, I said something like, if anyone knows Chris, haha, send over his details. And then someone actually knew him and sent over his details. One of his work colleagues, so, who's also uh, who's also an Ironman triathlete. I've sent him a message, and I, I I'll, I'll read the message to you because you uh, asked him if you could join him for a day at work, didn't you? For work experience, yeah. <laughs> Joe and I want to see what a day at work is like. Can we help? <laughs> um, 
We've got a we've got a triathlon podcast and came across a video of you wearing an Ironman shirt just before you were getting a workout in. We thought it was super funny, blah blah. blah. We uh, would like to have you as a guest. And then he said, "Sure, uh, let's get it." So uh, he thought it was funny. He went onto the show and uh, let me introduce to you Chris XXX. Today we're joined by the one and only Chris from our latest Instagram post of the week. We've all seen a lot from Chris. We've seen he's a fireman, a plumber, a builder, a policeman, a lawyer, and a couch caster. Always ready to help someone out. And the postman you missus probably run off with. Yet we still know so little about him. Actions speak louder than words in your industry, uh, Chris. So uh, let's talk. I actually, that first uh, question that got up in uh, into my mind, you're uh, like, yeah, like you're also a triathlete. You've done something like seven or eight Ironmans. Eight, get... eight fulls and 18 halves. All right, there you go. So you're a serious triathlete. How, <laughs> how did you get into uh, the triathlon sport? Uh, I played basketball in university. And uh, when I finished, I took a job as a basketball coach. And as a coach, you have to recruit. So you're driving all over, really all over state to state. When you're driving, you start to eat terrible food because you're on the road, you gain weight. And so I needed something to stay in shape. I always, I swam in high school. I swam my whole life. Obviously, I could ride a bike. And so uh, my friend did a race, did a sprint. And he was like, one of my teammates, and he said it was a lot of fun. So I did one race and I was absolutely terrible. Uh, <laughs> I got passed by a 70 year old woman, an 11 year old kid. I mean, it was just bad. I didn't know what to wear. I had gloves on and you know what I mean? A t-shirt. It was just bad. So if you're any kind of an athlete, if you're terrible at something, you don't give up, you try to get better. And so I just started training and taking it seriously and then I figured out I didn't really even know what Ironman was. And then you learn what a what a half Ironman is and you just slowly progress. Olympic, you know, sprint, you Olympic, half. You aren't a, re- a real Ironman unless you did it. Yeah, you got to do the full. So, yeah, I did a full one in 2001. <laughs> 2001 did my first full. So, there you go. Have you got any triathlons planned this year then? Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm going to Panama City, Panama in February for the half. I'm doing Oceanside, California half, and then I'm doing, there's a new uh, full in Des Moines, Iowa, and I'm going to go do that. Oh, that's a big schedule. I've got some questions about that uh, coming up. But first, is it true that other performers in the scene have shown their interest in the triathlon sport after they saw your uh, aerobic endurance <laughs> on stage? No, no, no. No, I, I always try to wear, you know, you're not supposed to wear jerse- or T-shirts or jerseys or sponsors, and I always said, ah, whatever. And so... I just, I always wear, you know, I usually wear basketball stuff, but every once in a while I'll wear an Ironman shirt or something. I've actually done it a few <laughs> times and wondering if anybody actually catches it. Here we are. <laughs> it was, it was actually funny because one of the followers sent it over to me and I said, well, uh, how did you find this one? Well, obviously um, he wasn't uh, at that moment looking at race uh, calendar, <laughs> but um, if you've got so many, um, Ironmans uh, for this year. You must be having a heavy training schedule. But if you're doing so much cardio throughout the day, how can you still like uh, keep the motivation up to get a session in afterwards? It's 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 tough because you know it's funny you say that because you know doing a scene on camera, you know, it removes all the testosterone from your body basically when you when you when you do a scene. So uh, because you know when guys. Um, are with their their partner after they're done you take a nap and i can't i don't have that luxury and i have to do sometimes two in a day 
So, and if you work out, if you train before your scenes, uh, then your scenes are terrible because you got no energy left because you just swam, <laughs> you just swam 3,000 and, and ran six miles. Do you know what I mean? So, definitely. Uh, uh, I'm a big believer in a, a midday nap. And so I like to take a nap. And then once you, I take a nap and maybe an energy drink, suddenly I'm recharged and there you go. Do, do you work with the coach then that knows your uh, sp- your daily routine and it was like in or like just free it's, rolling? Yeah, I, I mean, I, obviously I know when you've done eight, you know what you need to do. So I, I had a, a, my friend gives me workouts sometimes, but for the most part, uh, I know what to do. You know, you got to swim four times a week. You got to run mm-hmm. a long, you got to do a long run Saturday or Sunday and you got to cycle longer and longer. So bit bit of intervals here and there. Yeah. So um, have you ever then been overtrained in the block and thus you weren't able to perform at work? <laughs> um, I mean, no, this is a- no, I mean, I, well, first of all, remember there's these things, there's this drug called Viagra that's magic. And so uh, if there is ever <laughs> any kind of problem, you can always go to that if you have to. So uh, it's, you know, a great fail. It can't hurt you. It can only help you. So, that's never been a problem. I have smelled like chlorine in a scene where some girl was like, why do you smell like chlorine? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I just banged a 4K swim set. And she was uh, like, just right, exactly. Sorry. Yeah. And it's, like, <laughs> it's like you couldn't shower. And I was like, it just didn't come off. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Is um, if if it wasn't for you doing this, what 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 else would you be doing? Like for a living? Yeah. Or triathlons? Um, well, triathlons will basically then probably be basketball, senior <laughs> at length, but for, for like a living? Um, that's a good question. You know, I've been doing this 20 years. You know, I got into this when I was 27 years old and now I'm 47. So uh, I really can't imagine. Like I said, I tried to work a normal job as a civilian, as a basketball coach. Then I was a high school teacher and, you know, there's no money in it. And uh, I was miserable, and so I got into the adult industry when I moved to Las Vegas, and mm-hmm. th- then you end up in Los Angeles, and now I'm back in Vegas, and never look back. So I really can't even imagine another job. If you've been doing it for 20 years, it's uh, part of the uh, the daily routine, isn't it? Then I mean, it's a career at this point. I've done over 4,000 scenes. I'm in the Hall of Fame. I own my I own seven of my own websites. I've been, this is my life. So really, yeah, it's a, it's a huge industry. I mean, uh, yeah. everyone, uh, everyone uh, watches it. No sure. one can, uh, can deny really. <laughs> no, everyone. Yeah, of course. So you, I get noticed sometimes, but no one's ever going to admit it. Cause then you have to admit you watch so much, uh, so much porn that you know who the guys are and not the girls. That's never a good look for a guy. Mm-hmm. So rarely are they going to say, oh, yeah, I know you. They just kind of give me a look like. Mm. All right. <laughs> well, all right, Chris. Um, so what's your Ironman PB? Uh, 1245 in, in Panama City in like 2004. So I'm a long way. All from right. That. 12, 1245. Now picture this. Um, you're in a race with a friend of yours and um, you're battling through the swim, hat to hat on the bike. It's you versus him. Then on the run, it comes down to the last mile. You're digging really hard. Now, what is harder? Um, making your friend suffer and win after 12 and a half hours, a 12 and a half hour day or a 12 and a half hour shift at work. <laughs> uh, 
I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> um, you know, for for most, yeah, that'd be doing a 12 and a half shift of work would be damn near impossible. It would be really, <laughs> really, really hard. That would really be, that would probably hurt me. So I would probably say the triathlon one. That a triathlon is easier than oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, twelve and a half hour shift be brutal. Oh, All right, I'll, I'll take your words on that then. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> what? How does a typical day look like? Is there like a lot of staging and and um, like thinking about a scene? Sure. Like, all right, you get the fireman suit, or or how how like how does it work? There used to be, you know, my industry goes through a lot of paradigm shifts where they go where different things are in vogue for a certain amount of time, and so. What you're talking about, like a feature where there's like a script and the scenes are wrapped around the script, that's a long day where there's acting and setups and stuff like that. Now with the rise of, of internet sites that are popular, like the scene, that, the picture that you saw, th those are a lot shorter where there's only like three minutes of a story and then the rest is the scene. So the story just gets you into the scene kind of quickly. Mm -hmm. You, do you understand what I mean? So, yeah, re so really, it's it's a uh, it's it's not a long day. It's it's all you know what I mean, and uh, it doesn't take that long. The director, which you know, a lot of the times I was the director and the performer of a lot of scenes. So, you just think of think of something funny that you can get through in two or three minutes and then you're off to mm -hmm. the races. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's a little bit, it's a transition uh, before race morning and then race start gun goes off. There you go. Is, is it then acting or is there a little bit of emotion involved in it? No, it's well, I mean, okay. So, so most of the guys that have been in the business for any length of time, they know what they like, they know who they like. And so it's not like you just meet some random girl that you've never met before. I have no idea who the hell she is. It's someone that you, you know, if you want a good scene, it's someone that you're attracted to. So it's someone that you've either agreed to, asked for, or have worked with before. Do you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. there's always a little bit of chemistry. Then there, there, then then there's more chemistry, and uh, it's not so much acting. It's it's a lot more real. Have you ever fallen for someone on set then? Or from the, the sure, from the set? I mean or most most of the time you're going to date somebody within the industry because it's so hard to date somebody outside of the industry. You know what I mean? Like because yeah, when I if you leave, really... yeah, if I leave for work, it's a lot different. You know, you know. Yeah. So so. Uh, uh, um, yeah, I, I, uh, I dated a girl for four years that I met on a set. Um, her name's Phoenix Marie, and she's a real popular uh, performer. So, yeah, almost all my girlfriends I've, I've met on set. Yeah, bro, I can uh, can imagine that you then understand uh, the business. It's hard for someone to be outside the industry to uh, to get it. Sure. Um, now, I've uh, I've got two questions where it's an A or B. Okay. Um, now, what is a what is a better feeling, climaxing or hearing Mike Riley say you're an Iron Man? <laughs> uh, hearing Mike Riley say you're Iron Man because that's just—I mean, come on. The first time, <laughs> the first time it happens, you cry, right? Every every everybody cries, no matter how big you are, old guy, girl. You're gonna cry when you hear that because it's just the culmination of you know the training and the dream and visualizing and. And you know, killing yourself for that. So day. much sacrifice goes into. Oh yeah. So hearing Mike Riley do it is 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 really. I mean, it's really something else. It's really something else. So uh, he wasn't there. You know, I just in Indiana last year, 
you know, I do all these, I do these races that are in the middle of nowhere <laughs> that nobody good goes to. It's just a bunch of like guys like me, you know what I mean? And so Mike Riley's not showing up to Ironman Indiana. So it was kind of he'll a bummer. probably He'll probably be at Ocean's Hut though. Maybe, maybe. That's just a half though. So I don't think, I don't know if he even does halves. Um, but he was there for Florida and I've done Arizona twice and I did Texas. You know, he's at all the big ones in, in the U.S. So. Are you also following a bit the triathlon scene along? Like, do you have a bit, a bit of like a, a, a couple of professionals that you uh, see as an inspiration or something like that? I liked watching Daniela Ralph race, if that makes any that's Yeah, yeah she's, she's great. An absolute champion, isn't she? She's amazing. Um, and what, I like the O'Connell. What, what about the Joe Skipper? Have you heard of him? I haven't. So he's the uh, the co-host of this um, of this podcast, and um, uh, he couldn't make it because he was still uh, studying your uh, your work. And I said <laughs> he, he had to hurry up; he didn't have to watch all of it. <laughs> anyway, uh, now he's uh, he's uh, currently seventh in the world, and uh, oh like, wow, he's yeah, he's uh, loving it. And he's um, British, huh? Yeah, yeah, he is British. Yeah, I want to do. There's a there's a full Ironman, I think, in Bolton this year. And yeah, yeah, that's a tough one. It looks impossible. I was like, I'd love to do it, but geez, that bicycle did not look fun at all. I yeah, can't he, imagine. He won that race this year. Wow, that's crazy. That's crazy. Um, well, here's another one. What's a better brick session? A run after the set or run off the bike? No, no, no. The run after the bike is always great because you're already in the zone. Already in the zone. Always. That's when you you're uh you're sure. really, uh because remember you gotta it. get a nap in between after you do a scene True. you gotta get a, you gotta get a nap True. you have yeah. to of course yeah well if you if you could give um give the listeners a uh, a life lessons a tip what what would it be wait can I ask can I ask you a question definitely do you um do you believe that you shouldn't um uh do a scene before the night before a race an Ironman. Do you think it makes a difference? Um, I think. Well, I, I I think you should do it because um, it really? makes you. Yeah, of course you you'd lose your testosterone and maybe um, the hunger to uh, to race. They say, but also it does help you fall asleep. And if you're uh, like doing a pre-race, you always struggle to fall asleep. So, um, what's the question is? What's more important then? Is it the testosterone or a good night's sleep? Um, well, the most important thing is your pre-race poo. That's the most important thing. That's the most important. Because if you don't do relate, that, oof. we uh, uh, we know it's. But, uh, <laughs> and uh, uh, obviously, the uh, uh, the carbo loading the night before is always fun. Yeah, um, definitely. Two days before, just start early. Two days, yeah, yeah. Make the feast a bit bigger. Got to go to the, the Olive Garden. I love the Olive Garden for that. <laughs> um, <laughs> So anyway, sorry. What was your question? I apologize. I digress. What, what the uh, what's the life lesson you've uh, you could give um, our listeners? Oh man, I don't uh, I don't have a lot of life lessons. I'm nobody to. Uh, I guess just um, for triathlons or having sex. <laughs> um, I don't know. Could be could be uh, both. Oh man. Well, I think having confidence, I think confidence is, is a big thing, whether you're doing triathlons or uh, 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 having sex, believing in yourself, um, um, knowing you're good enough and just being self-confidence, I think is huge. There you go. Confidence is key. I like that it one. Is. It is. Are you a professional as well? 
Yeah, I've um, so I started off as an amateur in January 2017, and I've uh, turned a professional last year in uh, January. But still, oh, congratulations! Long, that's uh, already an achievement, but still a long way to go. But I'm really uh, enjoying the sports and right For now. ITU um, or Ironman stuff. Yeah, the Ironmans, yeah, it's gotcha. really, IT is really like short and fast, and uh, yeah. I, I just like the the longer and. Uh, did you did you train? You, were you a university runner or swimmer or cyclist? Uh, pre-university. So I was a, um, I was doing athletics like at the national level when I was about four till my 14th of age, then, uh, went to university and, uh, got into like a Fred house and drink and weight 94 kilos towards the end. And then I was like, need to get rid of all this. And that's how I got into Ironman. There you go. a lot of people, you get sucked into it, and uh, you never leave the sport again. Probably. It's, it's, a, it's so fun. I mean, it's been 21 years I've been doing it, and I love it. So as you can see, all the medals behind me. Oh, right. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a shitload. Do, have you got a lot of people doing it with you then? Um, you, you know, I have – this isn't going to surprise you, but I have a lot of uh, uh, female friends that race, and they're always faster than me. I like to surround really? myself with fast females. I don't really have a lot of guys that I train with. It's mostly all females, and uh, that's who I travel with, I go with. They're all friends of mine, and so they're not pros, but they're right below that level. I think we've seen uh, one of your uh, female friends raising an Ironman Brazil then. In, uh, uh, I think you liked one of that video. She oh, I saw there. that. <laughs> yeah. Was that real? Yeah, that was for real. Was that a, was that a full Ironman she was racing? Oh, I've no clue what she was doing. I was just uh, she just had a funny try suit. Let's uh, let's put it that way. Yeah, she really did. That was a great a great uh, video. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, anyway, thanks for for the chat and all the uh, the insights. No uh, problem. Uh, Joe and I had so many questions and probably uh, a whole lot more. But thanks for <laughs> your uh, time. And uh, I think it's pretty uh, unique, and, and people will find it funny. It was great so, meeting uh, you. Yeah, likewise. Tell Joe I'm sorry I missed him. Yeah, yeah, he's uh he, the thing is he'll be able to watch you back whereas uh <laughs> you can't have a chat with him but uh, I'll let, I'll let you know uh what you said. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Well, cheers. All right. Cheers. Thanks for the chat. <laughs> See ya. All right, Joe. Um you still haven't heard what he uh, what he said. Are you still curious what it is? I'm dying to find out. Like I've literally recorded this guys with tom after he's done it so i haven't heard it but i'm definitely going to listen to this bit because i really want to hear what he says and i bet tom's rinsed me on it and probably taken the piss i mean you guys if you're listening to me talking now would have heard it but he has probably taken the piss out of me in this i, I know it if there was one more one other question you could ask to chris what would it be um well i haven't heard what you said but i would like to ask him if he was battered did you ask him the question what i said to you about the battling with his rival yeah, yeah, yeah. you asked him that oh. i asked um uh i don't i don't know uh, if i was uh uh single 16 or 17 i'd have said can i join him for can i'd have applied there for work experience or something if um if um if you could give the listeners a tip like a life lessons what would it be and then he said well let me give you a question um what would you do um something like what did he say something like have sex before a race or don't so get get rid of the testosterone or not? Well, it doesn't make any difference, does it? Like, if, if you want to do it before a race, it's not going to affect your performance. 
Like, I've done What's it before, race, and it's not affected my performance. <laughs> well, I don't know. It might or have. imagine what you could have done. <laughs> yeah, or imagine what I could well, have done. I don't know. <laughs> well, what I, what I said to Chris as well was I would do it because um, it, it it helps you fall asleep. And I think Yeah, exactly. You might. I was going to say, you might not be able to fall asleep, mightn't you? You exactly. might be there waking up, waking great, up all night. Get a great night of sleep in. It's probably more important that the little bit of testosterone you will maybe lose and I'm probably refilling it in the morning anyway. Yeah. Um, exactly. Well, let's get over to the bullshit buster. Plus, if you're under 30, you're probably producing it like all the time. It's flowing through your veins, isn't it? You know? <laughs> probably. Like, I'm not really into, uh, into all that. I, I can't give you all the details. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. I've no, I've got no, no, no information about this. And no. Uh, let's. Right. Uh, He's let's, a bit shy, guys. He's a bit shy. I'm a bit shy. <laughs> no, we in the Netherlands are pretty open-minded. So yeah, uh, naked saunas and everything. Naked saunas and everything. Like we don't, we don't care. In uh, Norwich, it, we go into saunas in our hoodies and trackies. I know. I've seen it. It's, uh, it's it's scarred me. It scarred me to see that there are some people on this on the in this world that are this shy. I know. I know. Adam and Eve, mate, know where you're coming from. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know, mate. It is embarrassing. <laughs> well, let's go over to the bullshit buster. Yep. So the bullshit buster this week is people, us triathletes, cyclists, everyone. We all like a good coffee, don't we? But Definitely. I've seen some people that I think, uh, which is which I frown upon, and I think is a, a pure crime, is that they actually cut out coffee in the lead up to a race and try and tell themselves that cutting out coffee and caffeine, when they do have it, the day of the race, they'll get a bigger boost. I think, first of all, I've seen a study that said that it doesn't make any difference on performance if you cut it out. So basically, when they think they cut it out and they get a bigger performance boost, it's actually a bit of a myth. And secondly of all, is life really worth living if you're going to cut out caffeine for three weeks or whatever before a race? Like that is just crazy. I know it's um, it's torture on top of all the training sessions that you already have to do in the build up to an Ironman. And there's even study uh, a study on that. I think it came out last year or the year before it that said that it's bullshit that the that the effects of caffeine won't wear off if you drink it more often. These people must be from Spain or Florida. Because the coffee's coffee so shit there that you wouldn't care if you cut it, would you? You know, exactly. like you'd actually be happy if you could get happy, rid of yeah. it. You'd be happy, yeah. I mean, if you're in Florida, the best coffee you can get is Dunkin' Donuts. So, like, you know, if someone says you can't drink Dunkin' Donuts coffee for three weeks, you're going to be like, thank God for that. I don't know if I could cope with any more of them anyway. <laughs> I'm over the moon. I'm or, over the moon. Or, or in Spain, you'll be like, oh, thank God. Finally, no hot water with, with a little bit of coffee taste. I don't even know if there is any caffeine in that drink. I don't in, think there is. I never got a boost from any of the coffees I had in Spain. I don't oh, think I did in Florida as well. Only only a negative, like mentally, uh, mentally just, one. Just bloated because you had so much fluid in the coffee, like they just give you a gallon of milk. So you just feel bloated and crap. Um, one thing that could relate to this topic, what I think is also a bullshit buster, is, unless you want to drink in the evening, but is drinking uh, caffeine-free coffee in the morning. Caffeine-free, you can get some half-decent ones. Like I've I've had some decafs that are decent. But, but why got, would you do it? I, I sometimes do it in the evening. Yeah, in the evening. I do get it in the evening because you want to get a good night of sleep in. Yeah, yeah. But why would you wake up and, and uh, like, would, why would you drink coffee if you don't like the caffeine? You've got people drinking coffee but not with caffeine, uh, without yeah, the caffeine. They're probably strange. It doesn't probably, make any sense. They probably ride a bike and wear their bib tights over their cycling tops. 
That's, yeah, probably. probably the kind of people that you see that do that and wear their glasses under their helmet straps. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I bet that's the kind of people they are. Yeah, Definitely. they're uh, they could learn a lot of uh, a lot from Chris and from us. Yeah, they should. They should definitely try this. Um, I bet. I bet he's drinking four coffees before a scene. Oh, mate, he'd need to, wouldn't he? Like he's like a rampant rabbit, isn't he? <laughs> he needs to be on it. <laughs> All right. Um, let's go over to the latest thing of this week, and that's the Instagram post of the week. And um, this is more like a movie. There is so there are so many things that are going on. So. At first, this is this is this been filming in France. I think it's an older triathlon video. I thought this uh, is the wind up at first, yeah. because it just seems like one of them posts that you see where everything's going wrong, and there's too many people with stuff going wrong. That like, how can this be be real? How can so many people come out the water that are all like falling over? And it's, so it start it's starting off. It's it's right at the transition line. First, a guy gets on his bike and his chain is probably his chain is off. So he gets off and his leg is spinning at like 140 cadence and he falls off his bike. Then he's trying to change it. And in the background, you see a dude trying to mount his bike, but then he falls over because his foot can't get into his shoe. Then it's the same guy, like the first one, trying to get on his bike again. His chain is on. So he's getting on right now. And boom, he's falling over again. And now in the background, there is a lady coming on of a, on her TT bike and all things go wrong. And you think, oh, this must probably be it. But then there's another dude and he's falling. Like, I don't know what is going on. Like, this is some sort of ho- funniest home videos, but just this just kept on going Mate, and going. I had something like this happen to me <laughs> before. Lose his shoe. I, <laughs> I did um, challenge championships like uh, a couple of years ago and I came running out of transition. I had a crap swim, like absolutely, felt absolutely awful. So I was miles behind anyway, getting out the water. And then got my bike. I had a one by on, and for some reason, like the chain didn't stay on it very well. So I ran out of transition. I ran out of transition. By the time I got to the dismount line, the bloody chain had come off, and it had like got in one of them tangles as well. So not only do I have a shit swim, and I'm like four minutes behind. This is on like a seventy point three, not even an Ironman. I get to the line. I can't get the chain on because it's bloody tangled into like two knots. So I'm there at the start, just past the line. GTN are there filming. I'm there for about two minutes again. So by the time I get going, I'm about six minutes behind at the start of the bike. It's just like on a GTA, keep posting the bloody video up with that thing saying, can't park here, you know, because the, the guy who's running transition moves me out the way as well, like helps pick my bike out and gets me out the way. And I'm standing there fumbling around with a bike. Um, one of them days where you feel terrible, I start the bike six and a half minutes down. It's just like, an absolute nightmare. And yeah, just a reminder of that GTN every couple of months post up as like one of their reels, like laughing about it, saying, can't park here. And they've edited it with some music and stuff on it. Like, it's just like, oh God. Like In, in, my, very, in my very first triathlon in Barcelona, um, when I got on my bike, well, I didn't get up. I wanted to get on the bike and I literally just fell over and fell on the ground as well because I thought... Oh, I've heart- seen that. I think I've seen one of you coming in hot and <laughs> oh. crashing, didn't you? I, my heart was pumping. Well, there's actually not. Now that's another video, but uh, my heart. <laughs> you ought to put that music on for that. It coming in hot. <laughs> you ought to see him. He comes oh. in off the bike and he's like going about 20 miles an hour and must just get <laughs> off the bike thinking, yeah, I'm going to come. The faster I come in, the better because I'll they'll, they'll be running really fast. And that is all and, she and wrote. The most important thing is save in one second and get fuel for that 250k pace. <laughs> yeah, 250. I think it was faster than that, 230k pace, and that was it. Her face planted the floor. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> the, the caption of the uh, the Instagram post of the week says something like, 
um, the start of cycling is really essential by a triathlon. A triathlon. <laughs> that is the kind of thing that cyclists would love, wouldn't they? Because they'd be laughing, wouldn't they? Thinking, look at triathletes, you know, they can't get on their bike, you know, ha, 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 ha. But they, they don't know what it's like to swim before it and then get out of the water because the swim makes actually makes you feel a bit disorientated. Yeah, and cyclists, they're just strange anyway, aren't they? Like I was talking, this came up today in conversation. So when I was out in Perth training, we went on this like bike ride with this club and uh, the guy from Perth, from this club, he thought it was a bit of a big deal. And he said to me, you'll probably get dropped or something along the lines of you'll probably get dropped on this climb. So just try and remember your way back or something like that. And I was like, all right, <laughs> come on. Like, this is good. Like, let's see what he's got then. So we started on the climb and uh, it was like, basically they do like, they rode out to this climb and it's about a 40 minute loop where you basically just try and smash each other. But on this particular day, there wasn't many people. There's only three of us out. I don't know where the others were, but he was obviously like, he was kind of a big deal or he thought he was. So he tries to like set this like hard pace. And I'm like, all oh, right, brilliant. I love a fucking smash fest on the bike. So I'm all up for this. So I just went up the climb and I just went up it like a little bit quicker than what he could. So when he was like just getting dropped, I would just knock it back just a little bit because I wanted to just keep him on the limit. Like I didn't want to drop him and then him be able to settle at his pace, but I wanted him to keep fighting so he could try and get back. Yeah, yeah. And for about 40 minutes, I just went a little bit too hard. I got him to do a few turns and I'd come through on the climb and then uh, go a little bit harder and uh, yeah, just literally wipe the floor of him. And then we went out on one more ride after that on another one. There was a bit few more people on this and we stopped at a cafe because what they do is you'd always have this burn up for about 40 minutes. It was a great training ride. It was quite fun to be honest. And uh, you'd stop at this cafe and then after the cafe, you'd like, right, you'd cruise back. So on the second one, because they had two routes, the second one, I hadn't done this route before. So we stopped at the cafe and there was loads of us. And what any normal people would do, normal triathletes or whatever, you'd kind of say to each other once you finish at the cafe, all right, guys, should we go now? And then you all settle up, don't you? Pay your money, you all make sure everyone's ready and then you all go at the same time, don't you? These fucking guys said, all right, let's go. They literally got on their bike straight away and fucked off. I didn't know where I was. They left me literally like uh, in the middle of like, nowhere. They, they literally gave me no time to get on my bike and go. They literally just said, right, let's go. Got their bike and went. I saw them about 300 meters down the road, tried to quickly catch up with them, missed a turn and end up like finding my own way back. And I'm like, cheers, guys. I thought we were, what happened? We're all in this together. Yeah, well, so, that's what he thought after uh, that session that you dropped him. Well, I didn't drop him. I kind of just kept it a little bit hard just to keep yeah. him working. Just to, he I knew was, you were doing that. I was like a PT for him, mate. You know, I was just, uh, you should have been paying towards me for the, that. Towards the end, you probably said something like, oh, that was a nice little tempo effort. Just, just lower zone free. No, I said, when do we start the effort then? <laughs> no, <I didn't> <laughs> when do we start the chain gang? <laughs> have you, um, have you got anything else this, uh, the upcoming week where you're looking forward to? This yeah, week. looking forward to getting back into proper training. Now we're done Christmas, done the new year. New year, new me. That's what they say, don't they? Well, that's you know what, what I'm, I'm like, getting up early tomorrow, heating healthy, getting habits in. Oh, that's what I'm doing as well that I forgot to say. I want to get in some more core stability and strength sets. So that's what I started off today. Yeah, I want to get that ripped six pack. Now, I, I think it's going to help me during the swim and on the bike. The mozzarella's coming for you. If you're racing South Africa, Scott Baybell's racing South Africa. We're gonna I saw that. We're going to have the showdown, aren't we? Scott Bavel versus Tom Ustedek. You can get your money in here. They're That's YouTubers, baby. The YouTube battle. Yeah, the YouTube definitely. battle. Who's going to do the best videos in the in the build-up to the race? And then who's going to take the honours in the race? Like, get your money in, guys. This is 
heated. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> Me too. Um, everyone, you've still got two days to complete the challenges. Um, so I'm still going to try to do one, maybe the dip in the ocean. Um, so it finishes on Wednesday, just to confirm. So I'm going to do the 100 miles and the dip. Yeah, let's finish on Wednesday then. All right. So I need to get this in then. Me, uh, Has me anyone too, done all three yet? Has anyone done all three yet? Uh, I don't think so. No, Noel no. Mulkey told me he was going to, but he's bottled it. He's bottled the swim. And he's bottled the run. He hasn't gone for a Oh, he's he? bottled the run. Yeah, so definitely. So he's only done one then. So he's done one on like Christmas Eve and that's it. Um, well, Joe, this is it for this week. And uh, I can't wait to see your, fa- to your face after the interview that I did with Chris what today. Have you said, what have you said about me then? Well, nothing really. I just I just find it a great interview. And if I, yeah, I, I oh, mean... Yeah. How often do you hear an interviewer, uh, a triathlete that's into like the adult industry doing triathlon as well? Like I've never both, even, I've never even met like, anyone who's it's in like the adult industry, let alone a triathlete. Double aerobic all day. Yeah, I don't know how he does it because they reckon that um, doing too much endurance training can uh, hinder your sex drive, don't they? Exactly. So well, it doesn't like, hinder Chris. Well, yeah. So imagine what. Well, or imagine what he would be like if he wasn't doing endurance training. He'd be like, <laughs> he'd be one of them people, wouldn't he? You know, when uh, you, they go on a night out and they're literally after everything, aren't they? You know, he'd be like that, wouldn't he? You know, <laughs> the girls would be like slapping his hands. Get off me, Chris, <laughs> wouldn't they? Chris wouldn't be like that. No, Chris is uh, a nice guy. He might not be like that. But, um, All right. I'm curious. Uh, what you say. Let 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 us know what you think about the interview. We're curious what you guys think. Uh, thanks any, anyway for listening to this week's uh, podcast and uh, we'll be back next week. All Cheers. right. Nice one, guys. Have a good week.